this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, it's raining. It's raining quite hard. But in Louisiana today, Hurricane Ida has just hit. So, because I have my heart and mind there with my loved ones in NOLA and in Laplace, Baton Rouge, and in Bossier, I decided to do an episode about what generally you should try to take care of when a hurricane is coming in. So take out your big book of stuff and let's go to the preparedness section. Keep in mind, this is about when you're staying and can't evacuate. It's just a few reminders and maybe some new tips for people who have never been through it before. Let's get started. So the first thing you'll notice of people who have been through this is they're going to they're going to watch the weather. They're going to watch it, but they're also going to trust their instincts because usually if you live in an area where hurricanes occur, you've been through one before. You may have grown up in it. Uh, generally, most of what I'm going to tell you is going to be old hat to you because you've been through this before. But some of you may not have who listened to this podcast. So it's primarily for you that I'm doing this. Now, the first thing you want to do is check your weather. You can hear sirens in the background. We're flooding here too. Um, check your weather. Make sure you're keeping on top of it. One thing you might want to do is get a weather radio if possible. They're not that expensive when you think about it, and they'll work when other radios will not work because you can turn them to keep them going on a, with a crank. Like when you used to you know, start a car and you had to start it with the crank. Am I going back too far for you? I might be. Uh, but yeah, that's a good thing to have. When I worked at Head Start, we had weather radios that you could keep powered with a crank. Uh, it turned out to be very valuable, especially in a, a town where radar uh, may not be the best and tornadoes just come when they want to. The next thing you might want to keep in your get ready to experience the hurricane kit is definitely um, a good solar powered uh, source of light if you can do it. If you don't have solar power batteries, you're not alone. And those, those cells will get ripped away in those big winds. But what you can do is have your solar lights, those ones from Dollar Tree or more, or some more expensive, sitting outside as long as you can, and then bringing them in uh, after they've all been charged up and putting them in your house. And what that will do is allow you to have light even when the lights go out if the power goes off. And there's a good chance you will not have power for a while. So that's one way you could keep some light going. I've seen people talking about using flashlights with the containers of water, the gallon, empty gallon containers. That's all fine and good, but if you don't have to use battery power, why do it? Not when you can just, you know, basically light your way with that. And they're a bit safer than candles, because candles can be knocked over. So can lamps. 
One of the reasons that those special lamps called hurricane lamps are that way is because they're less likely to cause a fire. If you were to accidentally uh, bump into one, you'd feel it, you'd know it's there. But there's some more history behind hurricane lamps, and it's not just because of that. So we'll get into that one day. Another thing you're going to want to do is to wash all the the laundry in your house. Wash it all. Trust me, wash it all. And it's not necessarily a superstitious thing. It's a matter of, you don't know when the next time you're going to have clean water may be, when you're going to have access to a washing machine. If you keep it all clean now, you don't have to worry about trying to scramble later. You may not have access to detergent or soap. You know, it just really comes down to that. And in addition to scrubbing your laundry, scrub yourself. Wash yourself. Take a bath. Bathe yourself from head to toe. And give yourself a really good scrub. Scrub everything down. It'll make you feel better. And it'll keep you in a better frame of mind if you can't do it later. If you are able, try to keep some soap that is not going to get... Uh, compromised by the water and the, the wind uh, so you know don't keep your detergent outside I say that and people laugh and I'm like well some people don't use washing machines they use dashers and if you're using a dasher but you're using powdered detergent then the problem with that is that it can blow away <laughs> well it's not not likely but they can definitely get soaked uh, by the rain so what you want to do is put your soap in a five gallon uh, bucket with a lid that screws on so that if you do have uh, to wash yourself and your clothing you can at least do it that way put your detergent in there although detergent's not best for the body but if you have some ground up soap like we talked about uh, when people make their own detergent I don't know if we've done that specific episode but we will soon if we haven't Uh, That way you can have it where it stays dry and usable. And just scoop it out a little at a time. And um, that's another good thing you can do. You hear that in the background? That is thunder. Yes, we have a little bit of rain going here. The next thing you can do is put all white sheets all on your your house linens, uh, all on your beds. Uh, cover everything in white. It, it's cooler. It's cooler. And if you have to tuck up under it, it's definitely a lot cooler. Uh, secure your windows. Um, this is not the time to decide you want to make an aesthetic and put pretty streamers up. If you have shutters, shut your shutters. Hopefully, before now, you have made sure they're actual shutters and not just decorative. And remember, when you're using your shutters, uh, try your best to maybe think about putting shower curtain behind your uh, your drapery because that is less likely to be as you know as easy for it to get soaked and molded and mildewed unless the water just pours into the house. Uh, try to do it that way to reduce and minimize the amount of rainwater that comes through the window. This is of course presuming that you don't get flooded out.
Another thing you want to do is your perishable items, the most perishable items you have in the refrigerator, uh, you definitely want to cook those up. You may not have access to gasoline or to natural gas or to solar power or electricity, however it is your power source comes in, unless you are able to assure that you will have the ability to cook and the ability to keep your cold food cold, this is not the time to just hope and pray for that to stay cold. Um, it's always good to hope and pray, but let's be practical as well. Ooh, that's a low flying plane right there. Um, what you want to do is cook up all your perishables and then try to eat them now and or pack them. Uh, believe it or not, cooked food lasts a little bit longer than raw food. I know. It seems like everyone would know that, but it's just something to keep in mind. And um, I know grilled chicken is great and everything, but if you can put a flour coating on it, it might last a tiny bit better in that bucket, uh, touching everything else in there, even though you're going to layer it. Another thing, get yourself some dry ice if you have it, and that can help you with the cold. Do not open up your deep freezer. Uh, after you s close it for the last time for the night but what you can do is put yourself a small water bottle half full um, in there and uh, you want to have a fill of ice um, up to the halfway point of ice then put yourself a quarter or a button in there or a nine depending on how big the water bottle is and close it sitting it in your uh, deep freezer upright if the deep freezer goes out and stays out long enough for that ice to melt and that button or that dime or quarter is at the bottom of that you'll know that food is more than likely spoiled because it's, it's gotten too warm for too long now there are people who are opportunists at this time and you want to be careful some people may sell you some things you don't need. They may want to sell you uh, special car batteries or special generators, but they don't want to open the box for you. And all these generators seem to be at a lower price than in the store. And they want to sell you gasoline that's already in gas cans, just, to, just in case you need extra gas. But they're not near the gas station or, you know... They want to sell you solar power batteries, but they don't have anything to hook it up to. And you haven't seen these people before. You know, you want to you want to be careful of that kind of thing. You know, there's a phrase, uh, an old, old phrase. And um, it, it's known in blues circle as well as in uh, country music circles. And the, so the song itself says it all. And it's called Too Much Sugar for a Dime. Uh, if the deal sounds too good in emergency times, then the deal is too good. It's either stolen or broken or an empty box full of rocks. Don't be that person. Don't get taken advantage of. Another thing you want to do is make sure you have um, a Sharpie. And that's a, or a permanent marker, not a dry erase marker, 
a permanent marker. And uh, what you want to do is you want to write your name and birthday on your arm or your leg. And I know this is sounding very um, dramatic or grim, but this is something you want to keep in mind. And I want my friends to always be prepared for the best and the worst. And, you know, we're friends, right? So this is one of those times that I want to keep you prepared. And it may not be that the worst has happened, but you could be unconscious and unable to respond. This is also time to make sure all your medical alert uh, bracelets or, or necklaces are on. Or if you have a condition and don't have one, write that on your arm as well. Maybe you have asthma or high blood pressure. Write these things there. Another thing you want to do is make sure that um, you might have a can of spray paint there just in case so that um, you need to write a message on the top of your house. You'll be able to let it be in white or orange because that's most likely to be seen. Another thing you want to keep in mind is that at this time, if you have livestock, you already have a plan on how to take care of them. But those who have pets, you need to understand just letting them go is, is not the best. They may not be able to find their way home to you. Don't just let them go. Don't just turn them out into the yard and want them to fend for themselves. If they're your pets, they're part of your family. So bring them in with you. If you leave, they leave. If you stay, they stay. But what I would not recommend necessarily is locking them in a crate. Because if you have to move quickly, trying to get that crate open might not be the best. If you do crate train your animals or put them in a crate for everyone's protection, maybe because they're panicked or whatnot, make sure it's in a way that you can open that crate very quickly if you have to make a quick move. Also, use extendable leashes and short leashes so you can alternate between the two. Uh, this is the time that you need to know your family evacuation and meetup area. If you've not done this, this is definitely in the last quarter of the game, but you can and should have a meetup point in case you all become separated if there is a flood. And also, there needs to be one person or entity if it's someone out of state that you all get in touch with to try to have a coordinated effort to reunite if you don't have anyone out of state then definitely call the local authority now if it is possible you if you are in a lower state and I'm going to use Louisiana area for an example though it is not the only place you get hurricanes you may get critters or animals because when it rains as my daughter's godmother said Kisha the animals come inland that's the alligators the snakes everything comes inland because they don't want to be hurt either so you might want to be very watchful have your flashlight uh, watch for snakes. That means that you don't only look down, you look up. Uh, look in the commode or the toilet before you go there. Um, make sure that you check anything hanging uh, when you go outside. There could be water moccasins. 
You do not know what's in the water, because you can't see because too much has been stirred up. If it's possible, try to get a small boat, or at least a small inflatable raft. It is late in the game now, but um, it depends. And do not try to drive your car to get away through deep water. Deep water is any water you cannot see the road in. If you cannot see the street lines, uh, you do not drive through that water because it only takes about three or four inches for your car to begin to float and you no longer have command of the vehicle. You do not want to be in a vehicle that is not under command because it can take you anywhere. It can be swept away. You can be swept through the water and under the waters within moments. And once you're under the water, trying to get out of the car could be almost impossible because of the pressure. Uh, if you really are in that situation, the headrest of your seat can be detached and you can smash the, the window or the windshield out with those two rods. It is designed for that. So keep in mind that wherever you go, if you're evacuating, be careful on the road. unsure what is going to happen in your particular region and you have not been able to evacuate or you are stuck on the road and you are trying to evacuate one thing you can do before you head out or when you head out is to put your important documents the most important ones or papers in either a, a waterproof box like a Tupperware or if all else fails a plastic bag that you open up a glass bottle or a water bottle and shove that bag of stuff in there or if you do not have that failing that maybe a two liter or just the bag in your pocket but try to keep these things dry one thing you can do since we're in modern times is definitely take pictures of your important documents and store them in the cloud that way uh, IDs and things like that can be retrieved on the cloud no it's not the same but it is an emergency situation and it is better than nothing and you may find you may have to retrieve them that way but let us hope you will not be in that situation another thing take your medication with you and take pictures of it and put it in the cloud those prescriptions and those, those labels so that if you have to you can get an emergency refill wherever you are younger people this may be something that you may not be ready to do because you haven't really done it since you were in class in algebra and the calculating distance but at this time you definitely want to have a good map and I don't mean just on Google Maps or on Waze or whatever you're using you need to have a paper map or a laminated map book so that you can find your way around just in case those freeways are closed. If you don't know how to read a map, someone can help you learn how in a quick jam. But if you have time, definitely learn how to read a map. It is important because some roads aren't always easy to find. There are things called service roads and byways, local state roads, and sometimes just things called routes or drives. 
there are routes that you can go through between houses, things that bypass cul-de-sacs, and every once in a while, there's literally a long byway that passes through multiple cities that sometimes doesn't show up on the big maps. Believe it or not, Pokemon Go has better maps than some of the map books do. So, if you do, do still have power, definitely look into using the Pokemon Go to find out where you are sometimes, but if you get lost. But as far as the road, uh, the road uh, layout, but again, you need to learn how to read a paper map. And if you have time before everything happens for the next storm, get yourself a map of the area, a county map, and laminate it. It's not that expensive. It's not that hard. That way, that and the dry erase marker in yellow can be your friend because you can map your route and if something goes wrong, you can always wipe it off and start again. I learned that from you in doing service process training back in, oh, it doesn't matter how many years. Now, these are just a few things to keep you uh, going. Of course, it's not everything. It, it will never be enough just to hear from it from a podcast. You know, I haven't even discussed about how to keep a supply of diapers dry for your child. If you're breastfeeding, you're kind of halfway there. But if you're not and you rely on formula, it's important to take a can or a container of formula with you and keep it on your person at all times just in case. Um, You should keep a gallon of water if possible just to make sure you can put that formula together. But if you cannot, you may have to make a few bottles before the power goes out. And you would have to warm them. Uh, At that point, you have to use a camp stove or body temperature to bring the milk up. But these are things that you can consult your local uh, Red Cross or other emergency response people. And if you're in Louisiana, also try to find out uh, what the current orders are because in some parts it's under martial law and curfew. Please, well not martial law, but curfew. Martial law may come if it gets really bad. We don't want to see another Katrina. I don't think there will be, but you want to be careful. And that goes for any state. Make sure you know what the current curfews and authority levels are of restriction of movement. Because the last thing you want to do is be in the way of emergency services and vehicles. I want to thank you for listening to this uh, podcast this evening. And I hope you are safe and all is well with you. I wish you grace and protection and traveling mercies if you're on the road to evacuate. And the protection of whatever deity and divinity you believe in if you are trapped where you are and riding this storm out. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again here on My Magical Cottagecore Life.